You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Word becomes powerful to us and for us 
in sharing our faith as followers of Jesus. I think that, that, that's what's important for us today. However, practically, how it works to us and for us. In John 4, and we're going to start around verse 7, we catch this glimpse of Jesus speaking to a Samaritan woman. And uh, this Samaritan woman had come to draw water, and Jesus asks for water, and in this moment, Jesus ministers love and grace and testifies about the living water that will never run dry. Jesus bears witness and testifies about this living water that will never run dry. He bears witness to God's power and spirit being poured into a person. And then as we jump forward into verse 28, this is what he says. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. This is, this is important, this passage of Scripture for us today. See, her encounter with Jesus caused her to bear witness. Her encounter with Jesus caused her to bear witness. Could, could this be? Could this be the Messiah? This supernatural encounter. There's no way that one person would know all those things about them when they're from a completely different place. Don't we have Facebook to stalk back then? It's a spiritual moment. God's revealed, it's like, this is what you need to talk to me about. See, Jesus ministered the true, pure love of God to her. Talked about her challenges, talked about her sins, talked about her disappointment, and gave her living water that set her free from the old life. The encounter caused them to bear witness to others. See, there is a power that comes when you share your testimony. It sparks people's interest. See, not only did her encounter cause her to testify about Jesus, the testimony sparked the interest of the people that she was sharing her testimony with. Testimony started their search for him. Because it says there in verse 30, they came out of the town and made their way toward him. When you share your testimony with someone, it sparks something in them. They begin to search for Jesus also. They may not verbalize it, but you see it in their actions. They begin to make their way toward Jesus. See, the power of testimony is shared. It stirs the heart of others. It could stir their heart towards faith, or it could stir their heart towards believing again. It could stir their heart towards hope. There's something about about a good report. I don't know about you, but when someone shares a good report with you, I don't get jealous. It stirs something inside of you. I don't know about you, but when your heart's in a good place, and someone comes and says, you, you wouldn't believe it. This is what happened this year. There's something about hearing a miracle taking place that triggers people to share it to you. It's like, what? What? Let's, let's read on verse 31. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the women's testimony. Hang on, sorry. They haven't even met him yet. They haven't even encountered him yet. They just heard somebody else's testimony. 
testimony. A testimony is about salvation in the light of someone who just heard what somebody else has done. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed for two days. Two days with Jesus. And because of his words, many more came believing. Share the testimony of Jackie and some believers in Israel. Those who are curious. What? What is actually going on here? The Savior tells me. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we've heard for ourselves. And we know this man really is the Savior of the world. Let's be clear this morning. We're talking about Samaritans. This isn't the people of Jerusalem. This is people who are like from a completely different religion. They believe in God, but they weren't accepted as the people of God. And these individuals have an encounter with ministry of God. One lady has an encounter with God. One lady goes back to her parents like, we need everything. Give us what we've got. One lady shares her faith and the people depend on Jesus' name. Her testimony caused people to believe. Believe in Jesus, the one true Savior of the world. And it didn't stop there. I just want to let, let's push on this this morning. The ones who are curious asked him to stay a little longer. What's his response? I think that's a good one. He, he wanted to minister to them, and the result they too believe. I just want to encourage you, when people don't respond to you immediately, don't take it as a matter. They may be curious. What if, maybe, what if you just give us two things like that? What if we needed to just hang out a little bit longer to share the hope and the faith of Jesus? So as you share your testimony, some will believe immediately. Some will turn to Jesus to meet you. Some will want to hear a little more. Some will want to come to church and hear the message of Jesus, the good news. And maybe this is you today. You're in this place, and that's why you've come to church. You need to hear that Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to love the world and save the world. He went to the cross, grave, and raised again, so that our sins could be forgiven once and for all. Amen. And others, others will come back to God and. They'll be slowly making their way to God as you're working on that path. Maybe this is you today. Maybe you're rushing along, you're in the room, you're slowly making your way back to it. It's okay, just, just stay in the conversation. God wants to minister His love and restoration to you. Maybe just waiting for all of the information to catch up. It's okay. Just put yourself in a place. My prayer for each of us today, my prayer for you today is that. As you take in the information about Jesus and hear the truth of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit reveals to you the length and depth of God's love for you. That's my prayer for you today. That you would have an intangible encounter in the encounter of God. In verse, in verse 42, I just want to encourage you that her testimony became their testimony. Your testimony can become somebody else's testimony. And sharing your faith often the simplest way to share it is to tell your testimony, tell your story about what God's done. 
it only became their testimony because she was their parent. It only became their hope because it was her hope. It only became their savior because he was their savior. Do you agree with me today? There has to be an exchange of encounter. And so my question to you today is, what are you sitting on that needs to be shared with the people in the world? What hope are you carrying in your heart that needs to be shared with the people in your world? So her testimony, it, it gives something phenomenal. Your, I just want to encourage that your testimony can do something amazing. Don't underestimate sharing the hope of the world with someone. It can change their life over. Just like you, your testimony can point people to Jesus. Your testimony can become somebody else's. Your testimony can point someone to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Your testimony can draw people to Jesus so that they make their way toward Him also. See, what I, what I love about this account and this scripture today is that we witness in the scriptures that testimony opens people up to encounter Jesus. So when they encounter Jesus, oh, think about it for your people. When, when they encounter Jesus, they can't help but share the hope of Jesus with them. They can't help but share their encounter with Jesus. They can't help but testify and share what happened to bear witness to their encounter with Jesus. It becomes their testimony, the testimony of their hope and faith that's found in Jesus. So, I just want to encourage you, think back when you first got saved. Couldn't help. Couldn't help but that shit. You're not going to let it happen. And the people who know you well are like, when they see your life trajectory getting better and healthier and not dealing with the same issues that you used to deal with and not controlled by the same addictions that you used to be controlled by. When they see this Jesus thing is real, but they wouldn't have known. There's one, there's just some nice, nice person that you shared your faith and they can make them come up and say, it's because of my testimony of Jesus that my life is going to be better. I want to encourage you that you have the most amazing testimony that the world needs to hear. You have the most amazing testimony that the world needs to hear. And right now, I'm sure that there's people in this space this morning who are listening and watching one thing themselves. My testimony is like, You know, because of my ability to speak to people, you know, like, my faithfulness, I see this kind of real kind of thing. Some of us just surely get better testimony with the world listening in. I'm going to say it one more time. You have the most amazing testimony that the world needs to hear. Let's clear it up once and for all today. Your testimony is as great as mine. My testimony 
biggest load of your life. How, how can that be? That both of our testimonies are outstanding, amazing, and wonderful. How, how can that be? It all makes sense when you realize what your testimony is. Maybe this is the first time you've heard this thing, that what your testimony is. See, if you're, if you're looking at what you've been saved from, you might fall into two groups. The first group, I was saved from, insert dramatic event or thing here. I was saved from. Or the second group, I was saved from my life of stealing, stealing cookies from the cookie jar at home. But I found Jesus when I was eight. I've been walking with him since. Or maybe he's done it in the middle of it. In hindsight, no one really wants to have lived through the dramatic, sin, traumatic life they had before finding Jesus. And I've heard people say that they would rather have a more powerful testimony of what they were saved from, some dramatic event, rather than having a Boring testimony. I'm not going to overly that testimony. Boring testimony. I'm going to encourage both groups today and maybe people who are in between the experience. What about if we stop ranking our testimonies of what we're saved from and started celebrating our testimonies of who we're saved by? Testifying about who we're saved not what we're saved from. Who saved us? See, my testimony is I was saved by Jesus, the Savior of the world. I was separated from God. I didn't have a relationship with God, but now my life isn't empty and lonely. I have faith and a full heart that's been filled with the love of God. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. See, when the, when the woman went back to the town, he like, knew everything about me, but he shared the love of God with me anyway. I think it's the Savior of the world. Who did she point to? She pointed to Jesus. Her testimony pointed to Jesus. He still offered me love and grace. Could it be that this is the Savior of the world? Even, like, she presented it as a question. Could this be the Savior of the world? People believe there are names, but if God can offer love and grace to this individual, I believe it. The testimony pointed to township to Jesus. He facilitated a come and meet him moment for those individuals. Who could you facilitate a come and meet him moment for in your life? To share in him newfound faith. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, 
and this life is in his hands. This is the testimony. The testimony that God has given us. Let's read around a little bit. 1 John 5, 10 to 12. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. You believe in the Son of God, you have the testimony in you. The one who does not believe, believes God has made him alive because he does not believe in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. Verse 11. And the testimony is this. This is the testimony that's in you. In verse 10. The testimony is this. That God has given us eternal life and this life is in the Son of God. The one who, is, the one who has the Son has the life. The one who does not have the Son does not have the life. Who's the life? Jesus. This is our testimony. Our testimony is in us. Jesus, eternal life, the Son of God, is in us. If you know Jesus today, the testimony dwells in you. Amen. The testimony is that God has given us eternal life and we've found it in His Son, Jesus. This is your testimony. This is greater than what you've been saved from because it's only greater could have made a way to bring restoration back to God in you. So you have life when you have Jesus. This is the hope that each of us can have. This is the testimony. I, I want to encourage each and every one of you today. If you're in this space, if you're watching online, your testimony is worth boasting about. There is but one thing that you are allowed to boast about in this life. I'm just going to ask you what it was like to humble, brother. Like humbling, like presenting themselves with. Anyway, um, your testimony is worth boasting about. If you have any pride in your life, let it be proud of the Christ's work in your life. Galatians 6, verse 14 says this. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in the world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. So this is our testimony. Let's boast in the power of Jesus Christ. Because of Christ, you get to boast about the work of Jesus in your life. Your old life. Your old sinful self is gone. It's been crucified with Christ. Your interest in the things of the world is crucified also. I want to encourage you today. And this is this, this is a moment this morning. Just just locking in for a sec. I want to encourage you if you've been flirting with the world, partaking of things from the world that you know are meant to be dead for you. I just want to encourage you. Turn back to Jesus. Stop flirting with the things of the world. His heart is for you. He loves you. What a God sent Jesus has such immense love for you. Allow Him to minister to your heart. He doesn't want to condemn you. He only wants to set you free so that you can boast in the work of Jesus on the cross for you. I was talking to one of our congregation members this week about their testimony. And they, uh, they mentioned that God had been speaking to them about I'm getting ready to share it. Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, who, who knows that, that sometimes it's being ready to step out and share isn't easy. 
I heard a pretty well Christian from the past a little while ago. You are the only Bible that some unbelievers will ever read. You are the only Bible that some unbelievers will ever read. And my friend, I never get to pick up the Bible. Then I pick it up, and then I open the page, and it's like, the world is ending, and I'm not going to have a second. You are the only Bible that some unbelievers will, will ever read. So the question is, what are believers going to, unbelievers going to read? What are unbelievers going to read when they read your life? Can they read the hope of Jesus? Can they read someone who goes through the same challenges as them? And that even though they see that you don't always get it right, but they see you get up and keep going and going back to God and being refined by God and love. Are they going to read? Because some, some folks may never pick up a Bible, but the way you live for Jesus has the power to show them who He is, what He's done for you. There is power in testimony. And this morning, for those of you who are wrestling with, I don't know if I can do that. I'm going to make this statement this morning. Where does your power come from to bear witness to the goodness of God? Where does your power come from to testify of God's heart? Well, God has a promise for you today. Acts 1 verse 8. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Your power to testify comes from the Holy Spirit. He empowers you to be His witness and share your faith, share your testimony with the world. Just as we come to a close this morning, I'm just two If you, you don't know Jesus, you really have the opportunity to, to respond to the hope and love of Jesus. You don't do that. This is your moment to say, I'm going to start Then our faith and pray for all of us that the Holy Spirit will freshly empower us with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and you raised him from the dead. From this moment on, I choose to follow you. I repent of my sins and I'm following you. In Jesus' name, Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors 
because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.